Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby Be Better. Fuck the Eagles. I hate the Eagles. Don't get me wrong here. First quarter, keep it even. Second quarter, start running the fucking ball. Third quarter, take a power nap. Fourth quarter, oh shit, there's the rest of the game. Let's go. Fuck it, I'm a diabetic. I, I will root for the team that will literally give me diabetes and death. <laughs> rooting for a team from Hershey is like a Catholic rooting for Saint. It doesn't make any sense. This is Stay Tuned Sports, and it starts in three, two, one. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back with our, our good buddy King. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how you doing? How was the holidays? How was Christmas and all that uh, all that fun jazz that was happening over this uh, holiday weekend? Happy holidays, everybody, by the way. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. I got my, my yearly Funko Pop Dolls. Ah, uh, oh, what'd you get this year? So, it's kind of funny. Two of them I picked out. Right in front of Alicia, she's like, can you at least just act surprised on Christmas? Um, it was uh, He-Man. Well, it was, it was Skeletor, but it was from the He-Man, obviously. Uh, okay, I know. Yeah, Skeletor. Show. I remember. You. I did see that. Right. Um, I got I got uh, Skeletor with Snake Mountain and Skeletor uh, riding his his pet. You know, I think it was Snake. I think it's. I think it, I think that's the, the name of his snake. Um, and then the other thing that I, I saw over uh, the, the past few months. Um, Funko came out with a Stranger Things line where it, it, they called it the, the Funko Stranger Things storyline and what it is it is um, it's mostly the, the background behind the, the Funko dolls uh, scene from uh, the, the show whether it was season one two three so she got me um, Will Byers in the upside and down world when he's in the the, the, uh, the house with the, the Christmas lights and then um, eleven, with right, in the real world with the Christmas lights, and the uh, Demigon. Um, I think that one was in the Demogorgon. Real world. Demogorgon, yes. Uh, I think that one was in the real world. The only one I need because it was four of them. The only one I need to get is Hopper. So I mean, I was, I was pretty happy about that. What about yourself? Nice, what, 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 nice, what'd you very get? good, very good, good call. What did you get for the Santa uh, bring you anything? I got uh, not really. Um, I got a I got Jägermeister. 
So that's always good. And in fact, hey, listen, we were talking about needing to find a sponsor for the uh, the power rankings, the top 12 power rankings we do. Man, we got to hit a Jägermeister hard. Jägermeister and Mountain Dew, since that's my drink. My Jägermeister yeah. and, and Diary Mountain Dew, we should definitely start hitting that and see like, hey, guys, you know, you can give us a little sponsorship with we'll slap your logo on there, make it look real nice. And, you know, because let's be honest, I most people probably think I'm drunk off my ass making these <laughs> lists anyway. So, uh, and this week is probably going to be no different. So, uh, should probably do that. So, I got some Jaeger. Um, uh, I got some beard care uh, products from oh, my niece okay. and nephew. Um, so, that was uh, that was very nice. Nice beard balm, a lot of beard oil, beard shampoo and conditioner. Uh, I, I think that was their way of telling me that they don't want their uncle to look like a hobo anymore. <laughs> so, uh, you know, going to actually try to take care of it. Maybe I'll look super hipster. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but that was very nice. Very cool. It's got like a bourbon scent to it. I like the bourbon scent when it comes to like the beard care and hair care and stuff like that. Uh, uh, so that was very nice. Um, I got uh, what else did I get? Oh, yes. The fiance got me a nice little vintage style tin sign of uh of ghost i, I saw that of uh from the band ghost uh, anybody who knows them uh i know some people like them some people give them shit i don't care i like them we me me and the fiance we really do like them uh with their theatrically satanic uh uh, uh concerts which are uh, a ton of fun to go to you don't have to be a satanist to go there it's fun uh so that was that was cool so yeah again not my Christmases tend not to be uh, a lot because I'm poor, so I can't give gifts. And so since I can't give gifts, I try to tell everybody else, don't give me any fucking gifts. Like, I hate it. Like, Christmas is is one of those holidays that I don't like simply because uh, it reminds me of how much of a poor son of a bitch loser I am. <laughs> so I try, to, uh, I try to be like, no, don't get me anything. Don't get me anything. Don't get me anything. Uh, but people still do because they don't fucking listen. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was uh, it was nice. It was nice. It was a good Christmas. Spent it uh, with with uh, my folks uh, up in uh, up in uh, Pennsylvania, in the uh, right across the Delaware water gap there, which is very nice. Um, cold as shit, as yeah. everybody in this country, I'm sure, is aware of. Yeah. If you live in America. And it's amazing because we have listeners outside of America. So, hey, how you doing, everybody? <laughs> uh, but for anybody listening to us here in America, uh, man, you know what we went through. Uh, that, I mean, shit, there was it was cold down in Miami. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it was uh, it was quite the it was quite the Christmas weekend. But uh, yeah, no, it was fun. It was good times. Uh, spent it with family, and uh, and and I hope everybody had. Uh, whether they spent it with family or not, whether they exchanged gifts or not, I hope whatever your holiday weekend consisted of, I, I hope it was a good one, and I hope you had a good time. That's all. I mean, there was only one Christmas gift that I was hoping for and did not get. What was that? Fucking Eagles went over to Cowboys. Man, I'll tell you what, though. The game lived up to it. it the did. game lived up to the hype. Uh, you know, it was it was a good back-and-forth game entertaining as hell uh i like Minshew. i hope he gets a starting job somewhere i obviously it's not the eagles the eagles have jalen hurts that yeah. is their guy i think that's pretty that much is pretty much clear but there wasn't a fall off and they didn't lose because of him they scored what did you guys score 33 points uh 
34. We, we lost by six. Was what was it? 37, 34 or something like that? Yeah. Or, or 39, 34, whatever, whatever the case was. Um, man, that, I, what a, what a fucking game and what a game by him. Uh, so again, it wasn't the it wasn't the offense's fault. The offense didn't drop off. The offense scored a lot of goddamn yeah. points. Uh, the defense that's going to give me a little bit of concern going into the playoffs from the Eagles. Well, you know, uh, what, you know what? Like all season long, teams when when they would get that passing uh, offense going, whatever team it would be, it's because they pass over the middle. We are so weak over the middle, and it's been all season long. And it just seems like they're, they they. They're not trying to fix that problem. Like they fixed the running uh, defense with uh, Lindell Joseph, which I'll talk about. And I'll ask in a second here, um, and Sue. But you know, and, and of course, you know the injuries don't help either. We we lost Maddox. He's out indefinitely now um, with a toe injury. That's all right. I said. Uh, now there's there's some clamor of uh, us resigning uh, uh, Blanc. Uh, he's a, a free agent. He he. I think he played with us for our Super Bowl run, and he's a good, you know, slot uh, cornerback. So there's def- definitely some issues there. And if our front line can't get pressure, then we're gonna get picked apart. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, I, I've noticed that too. Specifically with you know with some teams, it's 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 amazing how you. I don't know if it's age. I don't know if that, or if, you know, I've, we've just watched so much football over our lives that it's starting to make more sense and just seem more obvious. But I, it seems like I've been able to pick more things like, oh, wow, that's a problem. Oh, wow, why can't this team or this team do that or stop this or do that? I've noticed that with the Eagles. And that's the thing. The Eagles seem to have flip-flopped. In the early part of the season, it was the Eagles can't stop the run. And that's how Washington beat you. They just ran all over you. Yeah. Uh, and then the Eagles go ahead and shore up the run uh, defense uh, by signing uh, uh, Sue, Thomas, all these other players. And now, like you said, you noticed in the Dallas game, Dallas was just going over the middle, just thinking and dunking and, and able to get over you. And then with the big plays, that T.Y. Hilton catch. That, that was just uh, insane. That was, first of all, where the fuck has he been all year? Like, he, <laughs> he, he wasn't playing. He was out. Like, I know he was... Was he contracted to the Colts or something? But I don't know. But I know that he just wasn't playing football. And then the Cowboys come out of the blue, sign him up. Two weeks later, he's making ridiculous highlight catches again. It's like, holy shit. Um, you know, so that is a concern. Same thing with my Giants, as I saw with the Giants the last couple of weeks. We can't stop a fucking sweep. Anybody that does a jet sweep, we're fucked. Yeah. We just can't stop anybody. So I, I just found that to be interesting but as not a fan obviously of either the eagles or cowboys yeah hey both you goddamn teams <laughs> uh a hell of a game very fun game to watch i i will say um, this though too um is if jalen hurts started that game this game is totally different because you didn't uh, see you didn't see many rpos which is the eagles identity okay but again like i said before the it's not exactly like the Eagles were hurt for points. It's not. It's not exactly like the Eagles' offense sputtered and stopped and was had no flow or anything. You guys scored fucking thirty four points. Yeah, that's true. If but you also, score, if you score more than twenty eight points, you should win a game. Yeah, but also absolutely, and, 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 and that is going to be my fervent belief. Whatever. And I'm not going to put this on Minshew, but the two interceptions he threw. 
I don't, I don't see Jalen Hurst throwing it, throwing those balls uh, in a, a tight coverage like that with Qu- uh, Quez Watkins, who okay, but got Jalen the ball. Hurst does throw picks, so it's not like uh, he, again he does, but he only has four or five on the year, and he's not. Yeah, but here's the like again. So is this a case of Minshew with bad passes? Is it Cowboys with good defense? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I if I'm an Eagles fan, I can't like this. Isn't like fucking. You went from Jalen Hurts to Zach Wilson. You know what I mean? This isn't a case where you had sort of like that team was rolling and flowed very well in that game. Uh, That's, you know, again, that's a defensive problem. Yeah. Um, And that's something I think the Eagles, maybe that'll wake them up. Maybe they got to look forward to that. But now here's the other thing with that loss. Now, all of a sudden, NFC East up for grabs again. You know, could have yeah. shut that door. They could, you know, the the Eagles could have shut that door in that game. And I think maybe that's a big thing. You know, of of a missed opportunity to to have that happen. Now they can do that this week, but you, you would have liked to have done it. That like you want to make sure you can do it as soon as possible, especially with Jalen Hurts, whether yeah. he's injured or not, anything like that. Now again, you win this week, it's over. You clinch the division, and then that means you're probably going to be resting all your players for the final game. Yeah. Please, so that the Giants <laughs> have a chance to fucking beat you. Please. Well, um, same, same thing with you, though. If you guys win, you guys clinch. If the we succeed. win, we're in, and that's it. And we clinch it, and then that's it. We will, you know, we do we rest, start resting people. Probably Saquon, I would say definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, and and Daniel Jones. Do you want you know you want to keep him kind of safe? For that first playoff game or whatever, so then you start looking at you know do you start benching people, resting people, seeing what you because we don't have a buy, the Eagles do, you know, yeah. so they'll get to two weeks, you know, was that something you want to look for? Um, I don't know, we'll see how we get there. I'm upset because everything broke the way we needed to break in order to clinch last week. Yeah, but uh, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, there there were a couple of calls. The refs the refs kind of took you know. We should have had at least one of those interceptions they took back. Okay. Kirk Cousins got picked twice, and they gave them both back to the Vikings, which is bullshit. That second one was an absolute travesty because he had control of the ball when he fell to the ground. And they're saying, well, it touched the ground, so incomplete. But there was no wobble to that ball. There was nothing to that ball. He had control of it as it hit the ground. And we know the rules are all of it. Even if the ball hits the ground, you have possession and control. That should be a catch and a pick. They called it back bullshit. Um, there were, there was, there was a couple unfortunate situations that happened. A block punt, uh, ended up leading to a touchdown late in the game. But I'll tell you what, man, I was impressed by the Giants coming back, tying that game. That drive that Daniel Jones led was amazing. Capped off by that impressive, very impressive Saquon Barkley run to the end zone on a fourth and like foot. Got more than the foot, ran for like 24 yards, I believe, into the end zone, basically untouched, was uh, was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then the Vikings uh, get down the field, and you think, okay, well, we got them to the point where they're not really going to be able to kick a field goal, or even if they do, it's going to be too much of a long one. But they are indoors, and they kick the 61-yard field goal for the win. Again, winning at the, the, the death of it. With another, like they, I believe they are now eleven and zero in in one possession yeah. games with the last possession and shit like that. Like they are the luckiest <laughs> fucking 
what are, what are they now? 12 and 3? 12 and 3? I think 12 they're 12 and 3. Yeah, we're only a game up on them now. Right, because you're the Eagles are 13 and 2. So, yeah, the Vikings are 12 and 3. Uh, so, that's it. They only have one win where they've won by more than one score. So or which, one one possession, yeah. Which, so which field goal at the end of regulation hurt more? This one, the Minnesota one, or Jake Elliott's sixty-two yard field goal from a few years back? I don't even remember that one. I remember it vaguely now, but I think I honestly think because that one, like it, the the Giants weren't doing anything that year anyway. Okay. So maybe that's like you know oh we fucking lost because well we we suck we lose we're gonna we're, of course we're gonna lose close game yeah uh, this one it hurts but it might not hurt as bad if we beat Indianapolis and that, again that gives me worry because oh we should beat Indianapolis but we should you know who we should well, listen as being a Giants fan we shouldn't be sitting here saying we should beat anybody yeah. you know like who the fuck are we like we just got ass rammed by the Eagles three weeks ago, you know, yeah. uh, we're, we're, we're in no position to be like, well, we're so much better than a team. So I'd like to see the giants come out on Sunday, put the throat on fucking Indianapolis and just go get that playoff spot. And then from then on, and you know, you're just playing with house money at that point, because who the fuck saw the giants being here at any point, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, recently. So, uh, I'll, I'll take that. Um, you know, for a year one of a rebuild, when you're still suffering from no wide receivers, terrible contracts, trying to clean up Dave Gettleman's mess, uh, with with a quarterback and a running back, both of which uh, uh, Daniel Jones is is didn't have his fifth year picked up, so he's on the last year of his deal. Saquon, I think, believe is on the last year of his rookie deal. So there's a lot of uh, you know maneuvering. Do we keep these guys? Do we not? All this other stuff going on. Uh, and to perform like the Giants have done this year to get to the playoffs. And then, hey, once you're in the playoffs, who knows what happens? Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. But we got to win. We have to win. Don't don't depend on seeing, well, oh, well, if the Lions lose and then the Seahawks lose again and then Washington, if they lose and then if this team wins, but they lose, I say, fuck off, just stop. Simple. Just win it in. Business. And it's a team that we should beat. Will we? Don't, don't go in with that act, expectation. Go go play them like you're playing the goddamn Chiefs or the Bills yeah. or somebody. Like Go in like you're playing a top team in the NFL and and give everything. Get into those playoffs. And we're, that's it. We're at home. Get it done. You know? And that's the same thing I think the Eagles have to realize this week, too. Just go, win, get it done, clinch the division, rest your guys, the guys who need it, like Jalen Hurts with his injuries, and yeah. you know, at this time of year, everybody's fucking banged up. Yeah, that's so getting like... that buy is key, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited. You know, it, it's 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 a big weekend, and again, as you go later in the year, of course, these weekends get a lot bigger. Who's in? Who's out? What's going on? Uh, but uh, someone we know is out is uh, Nathaniel Hackett. And uh, oh, we kind of thought yeah. <laughs> we thought that was going to happen a lot earlier too, considering they gave they gave him as much a chance as they could. Uh, but when the 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 four and ten Rams, who have just not been good this year, put a fucking fifty burger up on yeah. you, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, it's, you know, it's time to go. And uh, that listen, it was just a situation. It was bad from the beginning. Again, he was hired by the regime before. 
the Walton family took over. Yeah. So now you have ownership there who didn't hire you, who just bought this team for what four point four billion dollars or whatever. So pretty big investment, even though they're the they are the richest owners in the NFL. They have like sixty something billion dollars, whatever it is. Uh, you know, Walmart money will do that. Yeah. Uh, so you have these people here didn't hire you, don't really know you. You know, it's kind of a situation of like, well, let's see what happens and see what he does. Uh, the ownership went ahead and traded for Russell Wilson and gave him a huge ass fucking contract extension just based off the shit he did in Seattle. Yeah. And now it turns out, whoa, maybe Russell Wilson, maybe kind of sucks. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then you have a coach who has no idea how to do time management. He has to hire a time management coach uh, who is now the interim head coach. Oh, Jesus. Because after they fired Nathaniel Hackett, they went to the defensive coordinator and asked him to be the interim coach. And he said, no, thank you. Said, you know, listen, even anybody goes like as an interim coach. Yeah, sure. I'll try. I'll, you know, you, you, you kind of use it as a, as a learning experience or do something like that, yeah. but it's so bad there. They said, nah, I don't want to do that. You had a fight on the sideline where your backup quarterback was yelling at the offensive line because they didn't pick up Russell Wilson. And then you had the offensive line was trying to fight the backup quarterback and they had to be separated. And it was just, it's just a mess there in Denver. Uh, so uh, and it's not going to get any better anytime soon either. Listen, here's the problem: is that Den- Denver has the pieces. Like they have the pieces. Their defense shouldn't be bad. Like, and it wasn't like these last. Like, I don't know what happened this year. I don't. Whether it was all Nathaniel Hackett, whether it's Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson. Whether it's you know the, the fact that the team was in transition with ownership and management, like I, I, I don't know, I can't put my finger on it. I, I don't know if anybody knows, but there's always these these reports and then conflicting reports about how the locker room is is fed up with Russell Wilson, and then it comes out and says no, that's not, that's bullshit. And then there's another story that comes out, it's just like he's trying to, to big dog everybody and try to, I'm, I'm the star. I'm a big star. I'm, I'm better than football. I'm better than everything. And I'm better than you guys. And so that comes to cross in the locker room. So the people in the locker room were upset and people like it's, you know, there, there was words of reports a while ago that he was calling audibles from this yeah. using Seattle verbiage and the, you know, the offensive line and people didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. So there's, I mean, there, there's a lot, there is a lot going on in Denver. I mean, me, and, me personally, I, I think Russell is the number one problem. Um, you know, like you said, the stories were coming out, out of Denver saying that half the locker room didn't like him, this and that. Some of his uh, former Seattle uh, teammates are kind of saying the same thing. So they're saying the same thing once he left. Truth. Yes, yes. So, well, I, I listen, it doesn't have to be. I'm not going to say it is oh, or I, not. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say to it. allegedly, of allegedly. course, with all of this. <laughs> um, but... At the end of the day, that man is you. You know, you got to pay that man his money, and so yeah. you got to try to get some kind of value out of that contract that you gave him. So, uh, I'm I'm not going to say it's all Russell Wilson. I'm not going to say it's going to start with Russell Wilson because I'm going to be honest. Uh, I think a lot of it was Nathaniel Hackett. I I honestly don't think he was ready to be a head coach, and honestly, I don't think he was that good as an offense coordinator. If anybody remembers. 
in week one, there was that kind of field goal debacle with, you know, whether he should have called a timeout, didn't call a timeout that caused the whole timeout controversy anyway. Yeah. And then they try to kick up, what was it? 67 yard field goal, yeah. or 68 yard field goal, some, something fucking ridiculous at sea level in Seattle. Um, I don't know, uh, if that is, um, you know what, what? What what do you do there? What do you, what do you do as far as like you got? I, I think what you need to do is you need to get a coach that can work with Russell Wilson. Like I said, I, yeah, again, Russell totally Wilson. Agree. I think he's I think he's a problem. Don't get me wrong. I think there is a problem with him um, there, and that needs to be addressed. But he's going to be there. Yeah, like they've invested in him. He's going to be there. So now the question is, how do we get the most we can out of our investment? And that's going to be that's going to be the thing of trying to figure out how do you um, how, how do you work with them? Who do you get in there? Yeah. <clears throat> I've heard some people say Sean Payton, but I don't think you're going to have Sean Payton in there because, from what I understand, Sean Payton would want to bring in as his defensive coordinator Vic Fangio, oh, and okay. I don't think Vic Fangio wants to walk into fucking Denver again, and I don't yeah. think he's going to. Well, so. And, 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 as of right now, Fangio, I don't know how long they signed him for, but he's actually part of the, the Eagles staff as a, like, a... Uh, like a consultant or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're you got a lot of them. Gannon is leaving uh, for a head coaching job after this year, and he would step in as the new D.C. Um, now, the other the other rumor I saw about Sean Payton is, uh, well, not rumor, Michael Thomas is kind of stirring the pot a little bit here. Um, Sean Payton coming back to New Orleans. And that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Why not? I put that's because that's just not going to happen. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought that's maybe maybe wishful thinking from Michael Thomas's point, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and what's up? No, I, I, I disagreed. I said, yeah. No, I'm just saying, cause, uh, again, that's, he, he's already been there. He's won a Super Bowl there. He's done a lot there. They got rid of him. They said, uh, well, not, you know, they, he left, they got rid of him, whatever the case is, you know, mutually parted ways. He yeah. still has the rights, you know, the, his rights there, whatever the case is. Uh, but I think he wants a new challenge. So I'll, my everybody's original thought was that when the Chargers missed the playoffs and they fired Brandon Staley, that he'd go take that job because he wanted a job. He wanted an L.A. job. Yeah. Uh, or something at least down there. Uh, then the Chargers went ahead, won a couple games in a row, and now they're in the playoffs. So, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Do you fire Brandon Staley after this? I don't. I don't know if you can or not. Um, so there's that. Uh, does the Arizona job interest him? That might. He's got another short quarterback that he can work with, uh, in Kyler. Yeah. Can he get to, if he can't get through the Kyler, nobody can. Yeah. Uh, so you know, is it a challenge? Is it something like that? You know, that like does he see that as that? Because I think anybody who's truly competitive likes that idea of let me go somewhere where there's a challenge. Let me let me do something new, exciting, and see like everybody's ready to you know everybody's oh fuck Kyler Murray he's got he got overpaid they give him that big deal he's done shit all he does is play Call of Duty. Uh, and now he's injured, so he's just sitting home playing. He doesn't study film. He doesn't do anything like this. Blah 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 blah. Like you know, Sean Payton sitting there being like, "I can fix that motherfucker. I can fix that fucker, and I can get us to a Super Bowl." Yeah, you know, in Arizona, which is you know the Cardinals franchise has been better the last fifteen twenty years 
that they've been around now uh, uh, compared to what they were the previous 130 years they've been around. Uh, but, I mean, that would be something if, you know, you want to bring a Super Bowl to the desert, he can do that. Yeah. Uh, so th- is that something that he wants to do? Then it's the question of are the Cardinals or any team that wants to pick him up, Denver as well, if Denver wants to pick him up, if whoever wants to pick him up, are they willing to send draft picks and compensation to the Saints for that privilege? Because that's what's going to have to happen as well. So, again, a lot of moving parts. Lots of, it's not just as simple as, hey, let's get Sean Payton. Like, there's a lot of uh, ins and outs here. But, again, with the Cardinals, the interesting thing is, you know, that they just gave Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray this big deal. But apparently, rumors are, allegedly, again, we have to go through all that, uh, that that relationship between Kingsbury and Kyler is so bad that Kingsbury is willing to quit. Like, he might oh, leave. Wow. He, it might not be that he gets fired. It might be that he leaves, yeah. Thus, giving up all that contract money, just because he can't, he doesn't want to be there anymore with Kyler or with that organization. That would be fucking insane. Yeah, I mean, if he says, "I'm you, I'm not getting fired. I quit simply because I can't take it anymore. Yeah, and I cannot deal with this bullshit." And you know, of course, the part of me says, "Don't do that." save it save that wait them for them to fire you and get your fucking money yeah but you know it's easier said than done on on the flip side of that too if you quit okay yeah you're quitting because a player how does that make you look in the nfl you know you may never get another nfl head coaching job i don't know yeah does he does he go back to college does he do that does he does he try to get another head coaching job there which he can easily i would imagine he would definitely get a college job uh, do you want to go to maybe be in, uh, an NFL OC? Do you want to be a coordinator? Do you want to do something else like that? I don't know. That comes to, you know, that, that, that's a question for everything else, everything else like that. But that's just the question. How bad does it have to be that you're willing to risk all that money and possibly, like you brought up, your reputation Yeah. just to get out of a situation? And part of me understands that we've all had a, a job or a situation or or a relationship or something where it's just like, this is so bad. No matter the price I have to pay, I have to get out of here. Yeah. I have to get out of this job. I have to get out of this relationship. I have to get out of just th- this current situation that I'm in. No matter w- what the monetary cost is, emotional costs, uh, whether, whether I have to move, do I have to give up my apartment or house or, or whatever the case is, what do I have to do to get out of here? Because it's that bad. So part of me understands that and identifies with that. And I think a lot of people out there who, if you give it a, a thought, if you've ever found yourself in that kind of situation, um, you, you can you can understand and identify where maybe Cliff's coming. With that, again, this is all alleged. This is all you allegedly. know rumors and stuff like that. Allegedly, I don't want to have uh, you know Cliff Kingsbury's lawyers or or the Bidwells come after me. But um, I, I wouldn't mind his girlfriend would yell at me. Oh Jesus! Behave yourself. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Behave yourself. <laughs> You're gonna go to horny jail. Get bonked. Um, which is weird because it's usually me making the inappropriate comments. But see, that's how you can tell. I'm fine. I'm 41 years old. I'm maturing. I'm growing up here. You know, no more, no more comments about oh she's hot or oh what, what a nice caboose or whatever. I would say like <laughs> I don't know why I turned into a gangster from the 1930s there, but uh, I did. But anyway, uh, behave yourself, Jimbo. I'll, I'll, I'll try. Um, how about this this whole Raider situation with their car? Man, I'll tell you what. 
if if Mark Davis had the money, uh, Josh McDaniels would be joining Nathaniel Hackett right yeah. now. I just don't think he has the money to to fire him, pay him off, and to pay another coach. Josh McDaniels is terrible. I don't blame Derek Carr for this. I don't blame Derek Carr for this season. I don't blame uh, any of the players for this season for the Raiders. I This is a case where it's clearly uh, the coach because you have a Raiders team who has essentially the same roster that they had last year that made the playoffs with uh, Basaccia. You know, yeah. Gabagool, how's your family? Good good Italian man there. <laughs> uh, who took that team that had no reason even being in a playoff hunt. They had all those issues. They had a player who killed somebody uh, oh, yeah, that's right. uh, on their team. They had another player who went on uh, Facebook or Instagram <laughs> Live or whatever and threatened to kill people with his guns. Dumbass. Uh, so then he got, uh, like, they, the, the amount of distractions and tragedies and events that surrounded that team last year and they made the playoffs. And then this year, you add Devontae Adams, who is arguably a top three to five receiver in the NFL. Yep. Um, and who has played with Derek Carr in college at Fresno State. Those two have a great relationship together. So you get those two back together. Uh, that defense that has Max Crosby on it, who is a fucking problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, So you have all these things set up for you where in the preseason people were saying hey listen Raiders probably they have a real good chance to win a division you know you look at all these things together and then they shit the bed harder than maybe anyone other than the Broncos yeah um because the Broncos also everybody was like they were just a quarterback away from being a good team and now they got Russell Wilson they're going to be good and it turns out that not only does Russell Wilson suck but their coach doesn't know how to fucking call the timeout or know what time is <laughs> so uh Again, that's the only thing keeping Josh McDaniels from being the worst hire this year is Nathaniel Hackett. That's it. Yeah. So, in a, in a way, I kind of feel bad for Adams too because he's stuck there, whether he he likes it or not. They, I know he left he left a situation there with with uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Granted, maybe not the best situation, and maybe that's what he's thinking too. He's like Aaron; he's kind of up in the air. He doesn't know what he wants to do anymore. The Packers aren't investing in defense or anything like i i don't know if the, i'm gonna really how much farther we can go there i'm gonna go to vegas they look to be on the rise look to be ready to go i got my buddy Derek carr there he's playing well that team's playing well they have a great defense they have all this stuff let's go and you go there and that team fucking falls apart it doesn't make sense yeah. the only part that they added that was different Really, that that changed everything was either Devontae Adams. So either Devontae Adams is the reason that team's not winning. I don't think that's the case. Oh, or it's the head coach, or it's the head coach Josh McDaniels. And I think that is the case because, as you know, it, you listen. Some people might be good coordinators, and that's fine, but they're just not good head coaches. I don't think Josh McDaniels is a good head coach. And if you, really I'm sure the I'm sure the Patriots would love to have him as an offense coordinator again because <laughs> they don't have anybody. But I think that's. I think that's where he needs to stay because he's just not a head coach. And if you really look at his track record, the only like time that he really shined Josh McDaniels was when he was with Tom Brady. When uh, Tom left and it wasn't Mac Jones. I forget who they had. Maybe it was Brian Hoyer or someone like that. I mean, Grant, it's not Tom Brady talent. Um, McDaniels was average as an offense coordinator. He wasn't that good. So, well, 
maybe he's not even a, a good coordinator. Maybe you know the old old question about Tom and Bill. Maybe Tom made Josh McDaniels uh, too. But see, then this leads into the web of is Tom Brady going to go to the Raiders next year? Because it seems like they're done now with Derek Carr, or Derek Carr might be done with the Raiders. And I, you know, I, I think Carr's done with the Raiders. So, because uh, apparently he's not even going to be on the roster or on a team. Like they said, oh, we're going to start Jared Stidham for some fucking reason yeah. for the last two weeks of the year. And Derek Carr, instead of even being a backup, is not even going to be on the roster. So I think that's the case of both he and the team are like, listen, fuck you. Well, fuck you too. I'm going to go home, relax, fucking do all this kind of shit and figure out what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's kind of how that relationship is right now. And then it's a case of... Well, then who comes in? Because it's not going to be Jared Stidham. So is it going to be Tom Brady? Does he reunite with Josh McDaniels there in Las Vegas? Does that change anything, really? Um, you know, uh, uh, is that going to be where Brady's last stop is? Is, is Brady going to retire after this year, especially after kind of how everything's gotten? Now, again, I don't blame him for how Tampa Bay's playing. Again, Bruce Arians isn't coach. It's Todd Bowles. And as somebody who lived in the New York area when Todd Bowles was coach. I mean, or anybody who's seen Todd Bowles coach when he was at the Jets knows he sucked. Yeah. So the fact that he got another head coaching job with, with them sucks and that the, the the Buccaneers have such a drop-off from Arians to him shows you, hey, Todd Bowles, just not a head coach. He's just not. I'm sorry. And, uh, and Tampa Bay really didn't lose any Offensive pieces. All, yes, they all, did. Yes, they did. They lost. They lost their entire offensive line in training camp. Well, I'm talking their about entire the offensive line was. And who did? They, but they don't have it. They didn't have anybody. And a lot of people were injured uh, early on in the year as well. Mike Evans didn't come back for a while, uh, and he's been on and off. Uh, Fournette's been inconsistent off, yeah. at, at best this year. And that was it. Outside of Mike Evans, who do they have as a wide receiver? You know, Julio Jones a little bit, but again, he fell off. Yeah. Uh, as a receiver as well, because you still look at Brady, like because that's the thing. When you see the difference, like Brady had his best statistical career last year. Yeah, at forty-four years old, he had his best statistical career, and then to be like this in year forty-five, like I think it was a number of things. I think it was the off-field stuff with Giselle. I think it was there was a ton of injuries on the Buccaneers. I think it's a new head coaching staff with Bowles who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Uh, I, I think there was a perfect storm of just not good. And even with a losing record, they still have a chance to make the playoffs. So it's not, you know, and when Brady's in the playoffs, you never count him out. So yeah. uh, depending on how that all shakes down, we'll see. But I don't I, see my father. And this is a discussion I have with my father. My father thinks he's going to retire. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't think he can. I don't think he can simply because of everything he gave up Yeah, <laughs> to come back. Like he said, he was going to retire that he didn't. And then, you know, his his super waddle uh, Brazilian slash fully German wife, Giselle Bunchen, I'm just going to say, look down at a family tree. You're going to find a couple of red armbands. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, decides, oh, well, I'm going to leave. I'm taking the children. It's going to whole thing. He disappears from training camp for 11 days because of it, trying to fucking fix his relationship. And she's like, no, I'm fucking your Taekwondo instructor and whatever. <laughs> so, like, I think a lot of that was a problem. Then once the divorce went through, he started playing better yeah. once the divorce went final. Yeah. Uh, he, he, so, he went, what, three or four and oh after the divorce? So, this is what I mean. Like, uh, I don't know if I could put that Tampa Bay's current situation on him. If he goes to Vegas, does that change? Does that change Vegas's fortunes? Does it change his fortunes? Do they play here? I don't know. 
there's also uh, talk or scuttlebutt that he might go to New England for one last run uh, uh, with Belichick. That yeah. would be an interesting fucking story. Yeah, that would be a fun watch. I'd watch that all day and see what happens up there. Um, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of interesting stuff. See, this is what I love about the end of the year with with, with the NFL. There's there's a ton of storylines. We have no idea what's going on, and we're not even talking about the games anymore. This is just off the field yeah. shit. This and, is great. And, you know, how about uh, the the latest uh, Cowboys story coming out? To maybe making a comeback. To said he was ready to come back at 49 years old. And listen, if anybody could do it, I mean, To is in shape. Like that motherfucker was always. Uh, ripped and yeah. and ready to go. So I'll give him that. Listen, if you want to throw him there as like a as 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 a wide receiver three, as a third option on like third downs or something, I absolutely think that he could do that. Um, and apparently the Cowboys have shown interest. I wonder if the Giants would show interest because we just need somebody to catch the fucking <laughs> ball. I don't care if it's forty nine year old Terrell Owens or not. Uh, somebody please catch the goddamn ball for Daniel Jones. <laughs> Uh, that's something else I noticed again in the Viking games in the last couple games is that, listen, say what you want about Daniel Jones. The, the kid is a quarterback. I think he is the Giants quarterback of the future. Uh, I think they need to sign him and get him back there. But also, um, he's hitting these motherfuckers right in the hands, right yeah. in the numbers, and they're dropping these balls. I, I, I if, if Daniel Jones had somebody to catch the goddamn ball for him, he'd be considered an elite quarterback. I was impressed with that Hodges kid. I mean, I only watched. Uh, he did. In that Vikings game, he did catch a couple passes, get the Giants in, in some real good spots. I yeah. will give him that. But that's the thing. He's, uh, again, it was like uh, Wandale Robinson. Again, it's 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 these rookies, young kids, stuff like that. Now, again, Hodges is, is was, I don't know if he was a practice squad guy or somebody they got as un. I don't even know where it came from. Well, he was what on the point. He was on the Bills practice squad, and then uh, I guess a couple weeks ago, uh, the Giants exactly. So there we go. The Giants got it because we have nobody. Everybody's either injured or can't catch a fucking ball. Yeah. So this is we got a practice squad guy from another team <laughs> to come and play for us, and he has to perform because everybody we have is either injured or won't catch the ball. <laughs> Kenny Galladay, you piece of shit. <laughs> um, um, so. Like, but but it, it it bothers me when people say, "Oh, Daniel Jones, ah, he sucks. He should be like he's just garbage." I don't know why the Giants fans are talking about it. It's like his stat lines are equivalent to to Josh uh, Josh Allen. I brought that up before. I posted them before. The numbers are there, and people say, "Oh, well, those numbers aren't right. That's not that that that's terrible." No, no, no. You can't compare the him to him. Now, how can you? Well, it's because the numbers are there. Yeah, that's how I can compare it. And then you sit there and say, well, again, he is, I believe, the quarterback that has the lowest uh, throws to interception ratio in the NFL this year. Oh, but he doesn't throw it that much, or he doesn't do that. How dare he? How can you bring that up? Those are those are misleading. Well, either, either the numbers lie or they don't lie. Yeah. Like, you have to pick one. Like, you can't sit here and say one set of numbers – it makes sense, and the other one is lies. Yeah. Like so, his interceptions have gotten better. He's protected the ball better. Oh, he doesn't throw the ball as much. That's why. Well, fuck off. How can he throw the ball when nobody catches it? I believe the Giants are. I think, believe it or not, there might be. I, I think there is a team that has a more, uh, a higher drop percentage than the Giants. 
which wow. is surprising. <laughs> I, I don't know which one. It might actually be the Vikings. I'm not sure. I think they brought up that stat uh, in the game last week. Uh, but either way, like the Giants have one of the highest drop percentages in the NFL. And that that's a big problem. That's not Daniel Jones' fault. Yeah. You know, uh, so... You know the, the 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 Giants, I think, are set with their with quarterback. Like I said, if the Giants keep Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, keep keep the contracts where they are. And here's the thing: I want to keep Saquon, but if Saquon wants a huge chunk of fucking money, especially with how injured he's been and how inconsistent he's been in his time here, then I would let him walk. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mortgage uh, the future and getting other pieces, extra pieces to be good, just to keep Saquon. Yeah. Because the Giants need wide receivers, we still need offensive line help, and clearly we need uh, uh, defensive help. Because again, we can't stop a jet sweep to save our fucking life. Which uh, is funny because it takes so take not so long, but it takes a while for that play to to get moving. And I mean, you see the handoff from the the, the, the quarterback or the toss from the running back. How does no one stay at home and just well whatever if, whether it's 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 anything to the outside so uh, you do a jet sweep they fucking they run over if it's a screen pass they run it right past like there's never anybody out there and I don't understand why but it seems like the Giants uh, uh, front seven there has no lateral mobility whatsoever now a lot of it is because uh, Wink Martindale loves to blitz uh, so most okay. of our guys are either in the backfield when that shit happens so that's a lot of it. Uh, and that's and that's how you beat a blitz is by doing sweeps and jets yeah. and uh, uh, screens and doing all that kind of shit. So, like I understand that, but we got to start defending against that. Whether whether it is you you uh, stop blitzing as much, that might be something. Yeah. If you can find a way to get as much pressure on the quarterback without blitzing, uh, which in this, in that case, then you need another edge rusher. You need some you need some dogs up there in the middle uh, on. On that front four, Kayvon Thibodeau has stepped up yeah, in these last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to to go there. But the fact that the Giants are here, as I mentioned before, with all of these problems and still have a chance to to win and clinch a playoff spot with a week to go in the NFL season, um, is still incredible to, to think about as a Giants fan before the season started. It did not did not think it was possible that this could be something, and the Giants still have a possibility of a ten win season. Is that going to happen? No, because we're not beating Eagles last week of the year. Uh, never, even if they even, even if they even if they bench some people, even if you start like Gardner Minshew has shown his ability to, to carve teams up. So we'll see what happens. The Giants still have a chance for a ten win season, though, and that's incredible that we could end up uh, uh, with double digit wins, being in the playoffs. Uh, in in a year where you know we knew and kind of accepted that we were going to suck, yeah, and we haven't. So that's interesting. Second half of the year we sucked. Don't get us wrong. You know, <laughs> we we were we started off seven and one, and now we're we're uh, what one five and one. Yeah, uh, since since our seven and one start. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, uh, another story that came out this past well came out uh, JJ Watt retiring at the end of the year and seeing uh, you posted on on our uh, state team sports twitter account seeing all the accomplishments it got me thinking would you classify him as the dan marino of defense never to win the super bowl and being so great 
I, I've heard people make that um, comparison. Uh, maybe. Uh, he, well, for, here, first thing, he's he is a first ballot Hall of Famer, no matter what you want to say. Yes. Uh, again, he he was defensive player of the year three times. Uh, I mean, he's gotten a ton of accolades, awards, uh, Pro Bowls, All Pro. I mean, look, I mean, just look at all stuff. And then you go to the off the field stuff, like uh, after the hurricane in Houston, yeah, and what he did there in saving that city, basically uh, raising all that money that he did. Uh, uh, keeping keeping the, the the city of Houston uh, afloat, not to not to uh, make a pun out of it, but um, he endeared himself not only to the city of Houston but to the NFL. That was it. He he ran away with the Walter Payton Man of the Year award that year simply because of of that effort that he gave uh, after that situation. Again, nobody has a bad word to say about that man uh, uh, off the field, uh, on the field. Uh, uh, he just was an absolute menace uh, a, a competitor a fantastic trash talker as we've seen <laughs> in these last couple of uh, days with all the uh, uh, clips that people have been posting NFL NFL films been posting it um, whether you want to classify him as like the Dan Marino of defense of, of doing that stuff because there's plenty of examples of the two Dick Buckus uh, mm-hmm. NFL legend uh, never played on a winning team, I believe. The Bears were awful his entire time there. But meanwhile, he was still uh, maybe the best defensive player of his era uh, and is still down as one of the be- greatest uh, defensive players to ever play the game. Uh, you know, th- there are players who are f- wonderful and are fantastic and that are great and who just don't win it, you know? Yeah. And uh, the shame of it is, is that they had a couple teams there in Houston for that the that three or four year period that could have gone to the Super Bowl and they just couldn't put it together, uh, and and uh, it just happened to be they run into the Chiefs when the Chiefs were just starting to come up, um, and uh, you know it 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 sucks because you'd like to see him get a ring on his finger, yeah. Um, and, and I think uh, I think it's a couple things. I think you know obviously having a kid. Uh, has has probably had played a part of this that his heart issue that he had before the season um, I think that is something else that played into it as well um, and I think it's a fact that maybe also he wants to go out when he still has it yeah he has what nine and a half sacks this year he's got nine and a half sacks this year already he's got a shit ton of tackles tackles for losses uh, quarterback hits things like play disruptions like he has that yeah so he's um, like he still has it. He's a hundred percent still got it, and would still be a great asset to any team. And as some people might want to say, oh, he's falling off. He's falling off. Maybe he's falling off for JJ Watt, but nine and a half sacks is still a good fucking season for anybody. Oh yeah. So, uh, and I think maybe that's part of it too. So he's he's played his twelve years. He's been injured a ton. I think that has a lot to do with it too. Yeah, rehabbing, doing all that stuff, having that pain there. Um, and and again, you had the heart thing that happened uh, early on in the season, and you, now he has the kid here. And I think it's just a case of uh, he wants to go out now while he still has all his abilities and he can still move and do all that kind of stuff, raise his family, still go out when he still has it in most people's eyes. Like he didn't wait too long. People are like, oh, he should have retired two years ago or whatever. Like people are going to sit there and say, man, he still had a little left in that tank. He could still go. Um, and I don't think he's leaving football either. He's going to be 
uh, either a coach somewhere. I know he has his uh, football camps uh, yeah. in Wisconsin where kids go. I know my nephew's trying to get there uh, uh, for next season uh, to, to go to go to the J.J. Watt camp over there in Wisconsin. So he's got all that. Like, he's not leaving the game. Yeah, uh, He's still going to be a part of it. Um, you know, he has that love for it, and, and that's understandable. So, it, it, you know, it's just – it. It was it it's a it was a privilege to watch someone like him play. We got to, we lived in a time where we were able to see JJ Watt play. It's a shame he never got the ring, uh, but uh, but hell of a player and hell of a man, hell of a good job, hell of a career, JJ Watt. Yeah, you just don't see that type of person slash player anymore. It's kind of like a like a dying breed in a way. Yeah, well, you know, you got his brother there in Pittsburgh, who might actually end up being better than him. I was going to say he that, that that's. I think we got to give another year or two before we could start asking that question. I mean, well, I mean, he's he's, ar- he's a, already got he's already got a defensive player of the year. Yeah, and the all you have to do is look at the Steelers this year. They won their first game with him. He got injured, tore his pec muscle. Yeah, um, in that first game of the year, the Steelers. Uh, were garbage and absolutely sucked for the entire time that he was out. He comes back all of a sudden now Pittsburgh in a very long shot, but are still alive for the playoffs and have played much better with him in it. And the simple fact is that was just him. The difference of him being out and the difference of him being in. Yeah. And it's very rare that one player can make that much of a difference. But uh, TJ Watt is one of those players that makes that much of a difference. So, uh, and again, like I said, he already has a defensive player of the year. He should have had two, arguably, with the year that Aaron Donald won. He yeah. was also available for it. So, uh, again, and, and and if he can stay healthy, and it seems like the Watt family has problems with their pectoral muscles, uh, but if he can stay healthy, um, there's there's nothing but upside when it comes to TJ Watt. <clears throat> so, so we're getting towards the end of the, the show here. Um, are we now? Yeah. yeah, we've been on it for a while. Anyway. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, some executives are listening from Jaeger or Mountain Dew, uh, so they could sponsor your power rankings. Did you do it this year? Uh, this week? Yes, yes. There, are, I posted it. It's up. I, I think we did it last week, but I didn't post it. Okay. Just, I have the file on my computer. I have the image for it, but I never posted it. Apparently, so uh, that's on me. Sorry about that. It was holiday weekend. What do you want? Yeah, I probably yeah. had too much Jaeger and Diet Dew in me. Which, by the way, <laughs> that would be a great sponsor. Could you imagine that? Stay tuned, Sports Kings NFL Top Twelve Power Rankings for Week Seventeen, brought to you by Jaegermeister and Diet Dew. When you want to get fucked up, just like King does, making his picks, you can make some weird picks too. Thanks to Jaegermeister <laughs> and Diet Mountain Dew. Um, but yes, we do have. Uh, my NFL top twelve power ranking list for weeks week seventeen already. We yeah. only got two more weeks, man. That's it. it. You Next know what's week. funny is like about two weeks ago, we're like, yeah, you know, it just felt like it was going at a good pace, like a like a nice slow pace. We could we can enjoy it, and then last week comes, and then it's like, okay, season's over. It's like what what happened that, this past two it. weeks? <laughs> what to do for fact? That's it. It's yeah, all gone. You know? <laughs> and and. Uh, and 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 we're gonna have to you know we got hockey season, although the double is starting to suck. Hashtag fire rough. Um, <laughs> we got the XFL anyway, and the USFL coming too. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. The Battle Hawks coming back, baby. Ka-ka! Let's go. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Hopefully that that turns out well. I'm I'm the 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 Rocks version of this league is giving me a little bit of eh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I COVID re- I, 
COVID really fucked up that league. I, I really wish that that league had a chance to fit because th- that season was going really well. It, it was that 2020 XFL season. So, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. That and the USFL maybe this next year too will be good for them. However, it's time to talk about the big boys. The NFL Kings NFL top 12 for week 17. At number 12, dropping four spots, I have the Miami Dolphins after their fourth straight loss day. I still have them in here. I, I still think the Dolphins are a good team. They're holding on to that very last playoff spot. Um, Tua apparently is in concussion protocol again. Yeah. Um, I I might be considered, if I'm him, I know you're fighting for a playoff spot. You're fighting for your playoff lives. Maybe shut it down for the year. Maybe shut it down for the year and come back next year. And do something like that because two or three concussions now already this year. It's debatable on how many he had. I think it's three. Uh, officially, I think it's only two, but you know, uh, uh, we know kind of how that all was. Yeah. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's Steve Young a lot. You know. So uh, I, I don't. I don't know, and I don't know what they're gonna do. But um, anyway, four straight losses. Uh, yeah. You, you, it, it it stinks because the Dolphins. I still think they are a good team. It's just uh, they're they're running into some either bad luck. Tua has had an off game or two, and then when he has a good, good a good game, they play the Bills, and the Bills just happen to be just that little bit better. Um, so that's where they are at eleven. At seven and eight, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars, the division leaders of the AFC South, um, playing good. They're. I mean, listen. They've come on lately. You got your old boy Dougie Peterson. The visor down there, yeah. uh, and he is rallying the troops. The Jaguars are winning games again. The Cowboys just beat the Eagles, and his Jaguars had beaten the Cowboys. So, uh, you know, you, 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 I know you can't do correlations like that. Not not in this league, but that's fucking weird. This league has been. <laughs> uh, but uh, I will give the the, the Jaguars their due. They they're doing well. Speaking like the 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 lines I have the the lines dropped out of the rankings this week. I'll put that out there right now. Lines dropped out. Wow. Because as good as I thought the lines were playing, you can't go into Carolina and lose like that. You can't do it. And if you're going to be this team that everybody's like, oh, all of a sudden, hey, nobody wants to play this team. Nobody wants to play this team. Nobody wants to play this team. And then you go against a team that you should beat handily, and they run all over you and. You know, basically, you're not in that game at all. Um, that's a problem. That's a problem. And now their playoff hopes have taken uh, a mighty big hit. Um, so I dropped them. Out. And that's my worry with the Giants going with the Colts. It's like, there's a team we should beat. should beat them. I'm worried that, you know, the Giants are going to lay an egg. I hope they don't. Speaking of the Giants, at 10, up one spot, even with the loss, I have the New York Giants. I know some people are going to say, it's fucking favoritism. Fine, whatever. Make your own fucking list. I don't care. Hashtag. Uh, hashtag make your own list. Uh, hashtag suck my dick. Um, <laughs> the New York Giants, I have them up here. Again, no such thing as a good loss. I'm not going to say that. But uh, they showed a tremendous amount of resiliency when any team would, you know, you have a blocked punt like that. You're fighting to stay into the game. You've had a couple bad calls go your way from the reps. Then you have a blocked punt, and they score a touchdown, seemingly icing the game in the fourth quarter. And yet, somehow, you still march down the field, get a touchdown, get that two-point conversion, which I didn't think they were going to get either Daniel Jones fucking making magic happen. Um, it, it was It was a good game. You lose on... 
a, I believe it was a franchise record field goal, 61 yards for the Vikings. Um, it sucks. It hurts, but it shows a, 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 a resolve and a, and a never say quit, never say die attitude in this team, which we haven't seen in the last 10 years. So that's why I gave him a little bump up. Even with that loss, it was a close loss. It was a good game, a game in my mind, they should have won, but it is what it is. Uh, at number nine, back in the top uh, 12 here for the first time since early on in the season, uh, I have the Baltimore Ravens at 10 and five. Wow. I don't listen. I don't believe in the Ravens. I don't. I don't think they're good. I think they're one and done at best, even with Lamar Jackson. I I just, you know, as, as good as Lamar Jackson is, that team in and of itself is, is it's, it, it's hard to believe they're good. It's hard to believe they're, they're, you know, I just, I can't, I can't put a belief in them. However, everybody else sucks. Yeah. And there's not, there's not a lot of other good teams out there as far as, as that goes. The Ravens are into the playoffs. Uh, they've clinched that. Uh, I think they're one and done in the playoffs, to be honest. I don't think, and again, I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're going to, you know, make too much noise. And we're going to see what happens with Lamar in the offseason here. Uh, but they are 10 and 5, uh, unranked uh, for most of the season. I had them because, again, I just didn't believe in them. I still don't believe in them, but they, here they are. They're at nine, the Baltimore Ravens. At eight, also clinching a playoff spot. At nine and six, up one spot. I have your Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, listen, they're they're starting to win games, close games. Uh, they're making the plays they need to 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 make. Uh, Herbert's back on his shit again, so uh, that's always good to see. I, I, it, they're still inconsistent, but now they're winningly inconsistent. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, before where they were losing inconsistently, now they're winning. Still kind of inconsistently, it, you know, again, close games, last second field goals, things of that nature, but they're winning. So, and they've made it into the playoffs. Same as the Ravens. Are they a one and done team? Could be. It depends. If Justin Herbert gets hot, though, who knows? And that's kind of what the Ravens do. If Lamar Jackson gets hot, plays the right team, who knows? Uh, but that's it. I have the Chargers at eight. At number seven, no change. I have your 12 and three Minnesota Vikings. Again, we talked about this a little bit earlier. They seem to be the luckiest fucking team in the <laughs> NFL, winning 11 uh, games by one possession, uh, they, which is a majority of their wins. Uh, outside of one possession games, they're one in three. So uh, it, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. But now here's the thing, too. With the Eagles lost last week, the Vikings still alive for the number one seed. So the Eagles have a lot to play for. The Vikings have a lot to play for. Um, and listen, in, in the grand in the grand scheme of things, what what's one of the most famous sayings, uh, and I say it a lot too, I'd rather be lucky than good. Uh, and that seems to be the, the embodiment of the Vikings this season because they are more luck than they are good. But they're 12 and three. So there they are at number seven. At number six, at 11 and four, up four spots from their previous spot because they beat the formerly 13 and one Philadelphia Eagles. I have the Dallas Cowboys at number six. Back and forth game, played well. They could have collapsed a couple of times uh, where you would kind of expect maybe the Cowboys to do so, especially the Eagles kind of pulled away there for a little bit. Cowboys came back, tied the game. Got it to that game went to overtime, correct? No, it, it, it was like, or his last second. Yeah, yeah, last second was like a hail mary. Okay, I, I can't yeah. remember if that was an overtime. There's a lot of overtime games this year, by the way. There, I just point that out as yeah. well. 
but uh, Cowboys pull it out in the end, 11-4. and four, They are still alive for the NFC East crown uh, against the Eagles, who are at number five. Down one spot is your Philadelphia Eagles at 13-2. and two. Uh, Again, they played a great game, I think, against the Dallas Cowboys, and Gardner Minshew played a great game against the Dallas Cowboys and that defense. They put up 34 points against that defense, uh, which is arguably a good defense. I mean, everybody says they've been a little bit inconsistent, but the Cowboys defense has been considered one of their strengths all year. And the Eagles put up some points against them, even with Gardner Minshew, which is, again, I can't put that loss on Gardner Minshew. That Eagles defense still gives worries. Earlier in the season, it was the running. Now, as you said, it's those little over-the-middle passes yeah. that are giving you concerns if you're an Eagles fan. So you're 13-2. and two. Um, Again, I don't think it's quite as bad as the Vikings 12-3 and three is, but is that a soft 13-2? and two? I don't know. It could be, but that's who I have at number five is the Eagles. At number four, up one spot from last week, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs and Eagles seem to be flip-flopping here week to week. Uh, <laughs> the Chiefs, 12-3. and three, Um Chiefs is the Chiefs. What else more do I have to say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's Mahomes, again, showing smart football. When he dove for the end zone, dove for a touchdown, he knew exactly where he needed to be, made sure his hand was inbound, made sure no joints were touching, touched the pylon right where he needed to touch it. Again, the goal line goes around the world, as we all know. Uh, so cross the goal line. Uh, it, it's it's the, uh, They're still alive. Again, obviously, for the number one spot in the AFC, uh, even though they have lost the tiebreaker to the Bills, uh, the Bills, we got to see. They got a big test coming up this Monday because the Bills, they are your number three team I have this week at 12-3. and three. They are down one spot, even though they won. Uh, it's coming down to the nitty-gritty here for the Buffalo Bills. They've, they've been showing little cracks in the armor. Uh, Josh Allen... Seems to have a problem with turning the ball over in a red zone. I just want to point that out there. Statistically, you look at the statistics for the year, turning over the ball in the red zone, a little bit of a problem with that. They can't do that in the playoffs. You do that against Cincinnati. You do that against Kansas City. You do that against uh, 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 anybody in the playoffs. You're going to end up biting yourself in the ass. So they need to clean that up. Uh, but I still think they are well, – obviously, they're an odds-on favorite. Uh, to make it to the Super Bowl. But I think the AFC is getting a little tighter and a little tougher yeah. because at number two, I have your Cincinnati Bengals down one spot. Again, even though they won, um, I have them down a spot. Bengals uh, playing well, performing how they need to perform going into this season. They're still alive for the number one seed, and especially because they have a Monday night game against the Bills, that's going to be a hell of a game. Going to be real excited to see how that turns out. That game is in Cincinnati, I believe. So there's a lot riding on that game, uh, depending on uh, uh, the result. If the Bengals win that game, man, week 17 or week 18 is going to be fun as shit. <laughs> and for this week, at your number one spot, up two spots, I have the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. And Yes, even with Brock Purdy in there. Brock Purdy has, has shown there's been no significant fall at all with him as quarterback uh, uh, replacing uh, the injured Jimmy Garoppolo. Do, do the Niners have a guy? 
Do the Niners actually finally have a guy outside of Garoppolo? Maybe. I think maybe. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how far they go. But right now, that defense they have is arguably the best in the NFL. Uh, uh, Nick Bosa is a fucking beast uh, who my fiance is absolutely in love with and who would leave me in a heartbeat for. I have no doubt. Uh, that offense is, again, stacked with weapons. Debo should be back for the playoffs. Um with that after that high ankle sprain, but even without him, they still have so many other weapons for Brock Purdy to hit. Uh, right now, if we're talking about right now for Week 17, I think they are the number one team in the NFL, and I think that's the thing I do with my picks. And maybe some people argue with me about or or don't like or anything like that. Again, suck my dick, make your own list. But I do my list each week based on who I think is the best that week in the NFL. And this is the week 17 NFL top 12 power rankings that I, King, have put together. It is your 49ers, Bengals, Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, Cowboys, Vikings, Chargers, Ravens, Giants, Jaguars, and Dolphins. Brought to you by Jägermeister and Diamond Mountain Dew. The only issue... Sponsor us. The only issue I have with your power rankings is it's Jaguars. Not Jaguars, or however you're saying it's Jaguars. Well, it's Jaguars. They are the Jaguars. You know, I kind of mispronounce it the British way, the Jaguars. <laughs> like, they try to say they're fucking co- They say Jaguar. It's a Jaguar, so Jaguar. <laughs> it's a Jaguar. No, stop putting an extra syllable in there. It's Jaguar. <laughs> but I, you know, and, and it's not a Jaguar either. It's J-A-G-U-A-R-S. According to Ryan Fitzpatrick and our um, some of our friends that I asked pronounce Jaguar, um, you're wrong. We're all right. Jaguar. Yeah, but you know, no, you say crick. So your opinion immediately means nothing. <laughs> but I will say though, this is, so what, this is the week 17 power ranking? Week 17. Yes. Cause we're in week 17 now. So this is the week 17 power ranking. It, it, it took you 17 weeks to finally put out a power ranking that I could kind of agree with. I, I agree with all you the, think, all, Oh, so you're, so it finally aligns a bit with you. Yeah. Okay. Finally. And you know, I mean, some things take a little bit longer to get right, but you know, I don't think I've had an incorrect power ranking this entire year, but <laughs> hey, go off. So hashtag make your own goddamn pick. I've been telling you this whole time we should be doing two of these things anyway. I'd put together one for you. <laughs> Just tell me who your goddamn power rankings are. Uh, but yeah, so there we go. That's the that's the power rankings there. All right. Go on Twitter. Argue with me at ST Sports Podcast. Whether it's on Instagram, Twitter, any of that stuff. Go 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 fight. Go fight me. Fight me. Fight me, motherfuckers. Fight me. <laughs> All right, so before we close out the show, well, I guess to close out the show, we're going to do our, our blue picks. Uh, yeah, did, did you remember to, to actually look them up from last week? or Nope. <laughs> Motherfucker. It's, it's like, just, why, do, why, why do we even do it at this point? Why like, do we even fucking do this? It wasn't like there's holidays or something going on. I don't know. Listen, there was no holidays the week before, and you still fucking forgot it. Um. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> no, I know we have nothing. That's why we don't even know what the fuck our blue picks were. All right. So our blue picks are sponsored by W Energy Drink. W gives you focus and energy without the crash and jitters. It has no sugar, fillers, or artificial dyes. That's it. Listen, here we're in a hall. We're in a mist right in the middle of the holidays. Christmas is done, but you still got New Year's left to come. And then after that, Martin Luther King Day, President's Day in February, there's a ton of holidays still coming. But you need to stay focused. You need to know what's going on, especially, again, New Year's is on the way. 
what, what, what are you going to do for New Year's? Where are you going to go? You're going to have a party? You're going to drink? Maybe if you drink a little too much. Oh, no. What are you going to do? You need to stay focused. You need to be get your head in the game. And W is the best way to do that. W also, maybe have a couple drinks with W. You know why? It doesn't have any sugar in it. It's fine. You want to use it as a mixer? Eh, you know, I, I don't think that's recommended by them. But you could do it. You could give it a shot and see it. Listen, people do what? 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 What are those? The uh, the uh, the the Jaeger bombs and vodka bombs. They use the the other the 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 pink cow uh, energy drink over there that they use that for. But that has all the sugar, unnecessary sugar, and the other stuff in there. That's just like ah, get you all jittery, get you all shaky, makes you look like a meth head. You don't have to worry about that with Dubby. Dubby has none of that, none of the sugars, none of the jitters that you get with the other energy drinks. It's perfectly just perfect. It's great for you to keep your focus here during these holiday seasons. Bunch of flavors, too. A couple of new flavors out there. You can go check that all out over at W.GG. They have all their flavors there. They have trial packs that you can try all the different flavors. Pick out which one is your favorite. Um, they even have merch if you want to get that. They have the shaker cups, which are pretty cool. They have T-shirts, I believe. They got a bunch of stuff there. Great thing about it, too, is that once you go to check out, you go into where you got to put the little promo code there. All the places have that little promo code thing in there. You type in ST Sports 18, all capital letters. You're going to get yourself 10% off. And during these holiday seasons, you want to go ahead and save as much as you can. So go ahead and do that. Put in ST Sports 18, all capital letters, when you check out of W.GG and you get 10% off of your purchase. W, do better or be better. Or get better. I always forget the goddamn tagline. See, but anyway, you, you it's go that. W. You forget that, and I forget the the, the blue picks uh, reviews. But whether um, it's be better or do better, both of them are still appropriate. Yeah, with W. And, and to give you guys a little tip, um, for us people that are living in the cold weather right now, uh, we're me and King are actually recording Thursday morning, so it's a little 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 chilly down here. I actually warmed up my water, put the peach and beach in there. Oh my fucking god! It, it it's it's better than it's cold. So, it's like a dubby hot toddy. Yeah. So look at that. G- g- give that a try. Imagine uh, that when you're if you're feeling sick, like you're not feeling great. You know, you got a little sore throat. You just come down with like a winter cold or something. Yeah. Make yourself a little dubby hot toddy. A there hot dubby. There you go. <laughs> look at that, everybody. See, you're always trying new things. Dubby is so versatile. I it love is. it. There you go. All right. So for our blue picks, do you want to go first for the blowout or you want me to go first? Uh, let me go ahead and look up what some of these games are, what we have here and some of the points for it. Holy shit. That's a point spread, isn't it? Wow. Uh, oh, shit. Ooh, ooh. oh, there's two. There's two. I'm like, ooh, hmm. ooh, hmm. <laughs> ooh, there's a lot. Okay. For my blowout, for my blowout pick. I am gonna go with nor see normally I would go for the interim head coach bump, which mm-hmm. usually means like a team whoever fires their head coach, they usually have the next week they usually play better or play well because you know they you know it's just like oh there's somebody new, oh somebody like that, we're fighting for a job, something like that, whatever the case is. It's usually what they, I, I call the, the 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 fired coach bump. Okay. Um I'm going to go against that. I'm going to go against my my natural instincts. I'm going to go with the Chiefs over the Broncos. The Chiefs are currently favored by 12 and a half. They are at home at Arrowhead. Um, I think the Broncos are just too much of a mess for even to get like a, a, a an interim coach bump there, as it were. Uh, and, and I think the Chiefs should win by two touchdowns or more anyway. So uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs over Denver Broncos as my blowout. 
Okay. Um, let's see here. So, I mean, I, I actually think I picked the Chiefs for our, our family picks because, like you said, that that's going to be a, a bad game. Um, oh, geez. All right, I'm going with the 49ers over the Raiders. Uh, you know, just look at that quarterback situation. That's, yeah, that's Jared Stidham, I don't say. think, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I, and I don't know if Devontae Adams is playing that game or not. I know they said they were rest, they're going to rest some of their more veteran talent and try out some of the the younger talent they have, which was the reason they gave for sitting a, a Derek Carr anyway. So, like, you're going to have a bad coach now with a bunch of young, inexperienced players. Yeah, Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see how that's going to work out. Uh, okay, what's so next? We got the locks now, right? Yep, our lock picks now. We got the L, the lock picks that we got to go with. And with that one, I'm going to go with the Thursday night game. This one seems to be pretty easy with me. Um, this this team's been on a slide, and it doesn't seem like it's going to stop anytime soon. To the point where maybe the Jaguars, they maybe the Jaguars lock up the the AFC South even before Week 18. Uh, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys over the Tennessee Titans. This could have been another blowout pick. For me, the Cowboys are favored by 12 and a half uh, on the road in Tennessee, which is pretty bad uh, to be favored by that much as the road team. Uh, but Tennessee has not shown any ability to be better. Hey, listen, you all wanted to have Malik uh, Willis in there and say, oh, let's see how Malik Willis does over 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 uh, Ryan Tannehill. Well, you've seen how he does. He fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, so, and the shame is Tannehill's out for the year. So, uh, good luck with that. Uh, I think the Cowboys, they, again, the Cowboys are playing for a chance to win the NFC East, though. They're still in that race. So they have a lot to play for. The Titans, I don't think, can can match it. Uh, so whether or not this is a blowout or not, which I think it probably is going to be, my pick is the Cowboys over the Titans uh, here on Thursday night. And you know what? The other amazing thing about that uh, betting line, the over-under, it's only 39.5 points. Which makes me believe that they think the Cowboys are going to score all the points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that the Titans will score none. I think that's what that means. And I kind of forgot that Tannehill was out because I was actually going to just put money on a 12 and a half. Uh, Dude, I, you, could, you could not get me to put money. Uh, you couldn't pay me money to put money on Malik Willis. That's not going to happen. All right. So my pick, I'm going to go with, with my lock pick. Um, where was it? I think it was. I think I was going to go with Tampa Bay. Uh, they are playing. They're playing Carolina. Carolina. Um, who just beat the Lions? You're going to go with that as a lock? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, a close game. You know, I think it's going to be three to three to six point type game. But I, I think uh, I think Tom Brady keeps going with a, a, a. Well, he's not having the greatest year, but I think he has a good game. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay over Carolina. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So now we're on to our upset picks. Now we're moving to some upset picks here. And let me go ahead and look at what we have here. Wow. That's not, I can't pick that. That's not really an upset. That's only a point and a half. I'm, I'm, I want to look for something a little bit more than that. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I'm. I don't know. I don't know if it's an upset, but they're an underdog, so I'm going to go with them. 
Uh, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings over the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Packers are favored by three at home, which is what you normally get anyway. Um, and I know for an underdog, what does it have to be for more than five points? So yeah. I'll just say the Vikings have to beat the Packers by more than five points in order to win. So I'll put that out there. Okay. But I just don't see um, – no, the Packers are playing better. And the Vikings, I said, as we all kind of said, they're kind of fraudulent a bit. But I just – this is a game that if you're the Vikings – Put a stamp on it. Make it your division. Beat the Packers. Um, I, th- I think they already beat the Packers once this year. So go ahead, put that stamp on it. Like absolutely, like you've already cleansed the division. But sweep. The, if you sweep the Packers, you get that. Like that's just like saying, "Fuck you." This is our division now. We got it this year. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. Fuck you, Green Bay. And to do it in Green Bay, I mean, I think there's a lot there with it. Plus, again, they're still fighting for the opportunity for the number one seed, which they are still alive for, depending on what the Eagles do this week. So, uh, yeah, Vikings upset over the Packers, who the Packers are favored by three. I don't understand that, but I'll go with the Vikings. Yeah, I, I was actually going to go with the Packers, too. You said about Minnesota being favored. I had to do a double look. Um, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Baltimore Ravens. Um, that was I was gonna do that. I was gonna do yeah. that and decided not to. Um I'm not sure if Lamar Jackson is playing this week. I know uh what was it, Huntley played last week for the for the Ravens. Yes. Um and I was surprised because I actually took the other team uh as a, a, a bet. Um Browns, I think they played the Browns. Yeah. Uh Steelers, like we just talked about earlier with Watt being back. Um they seem to be playing a little bit better than they they've been playing uh, compared to earlier in the season, so I, I think they pull out the the upset here. So Steelers over the Ravens. And oh, go ahead. Sorry. Didn't no, I was just gonna say. I think that I, I, that that just wraps it up. Yeah, you know uh, uh, the blue picks done there. You were, I knew you were gonna do the 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 ad read. So yeah. uh, that that was all. Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to, <laughs> See, didn't you, mean you to disrupt you. I distracted you. You overstepped your boundaries. Like I do always that all do. the time. <laughs> always do that. Well, I'm not the one who overstepped boundaries talking about Cliff Kingsbury's girlfriend or whatever it was. So that's you. That was you. I, You're I, overstepping boundaries, sir. I learned from the best. <laughs> Hashtag me too. You um, bastard. So that was our blue picks from uh, sponsored by W. Make sure you guys head over to W.GG and use the promo code STSports18, all capital letters, to receive 10% off of your final purchase. Um, there we go. It was a very exciting news week. Like you said, we didn't really talk about the game. A ton games. of shit happened. A ton of shit happened this week uh, from Hackett being fired, rumors going around for other coaches, uh, Derek Carr, J.J. Watt, uh, d- d- just uh, cats and dogs living together, <laughs> <Yeah>. mass hysteria. <laughs> uh, so it was a very full, interesting holiday week here uh, in the NFL. And again, Enjoy it. This is the last Thursday night football game of the year. Uh, and it's the next, it's the penultimate weekend of NFL regular season football. So enjoy it while you can. Even if your team sucks, you know, listen, bad football, football is like pizza and sex. Even when it's bad, still pretty good. You told me to behave. I doubt I am. That's just a simple. <laughs> that's a natural fact. That's not anything inappropriate. I'm just speaking facts, sir. <laughs> so until next week, it's your good friend Jimbo. And it's your boy King. See ya.